0: Let's go. There we go! One more time. Let's go.
1: Ooh, it's football time!
0: I love beers. Who doesn't love beers? I don't. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was waiting for a response. Uh, I love beers. Frank loves beers. We're all. Love he guys. loves beers. You drank
1: a few beers. Did you take a piss before we started
2: recording?
0: I did. And uh, I'll probably have to take one during this recording. God,
2: that, you're the worst <laughs> at that, man.
0: It, we'll see, though. Uh, depends on how long it goes. Okay. But you know else who loves beers, boys? We have a couple special guests in studio today. None other than Redbeard and Marcus
1: Hubble.
2: Redbeard, two. I love to draft two tight ends in the first three rounds. Two here.
1: of our league mates. He's to your right. the league of shitbacks, also they known as the home league. The
0: boy's been here for years. Yep. Uh, Marcus Hubble to my left. Yes, as D alluded to, these boys have been in our redraft league that's been going on strong for the last, I don't know, Fif- 13, 14 years. 12, 12 years. We got OG members here in the audience tonight, and the reason for that being is because we had our draft today, so technically, this is a draft day special. It is. Which is very exciting. Uh, We're going to get into some news, and then we're going to break down said draft, and we're going to take a look at Frank and D's and my own draft, along with a couple others in this league, most notably Redbeard and Hubs. But
1: before we do that, how's everybody doing?
2: Can we fucking get through this news and not take 45 minutes to get to crack them?
1: There's not much news. I Yeah. Mean, uh, cool. I think some of our draft or some of our league mates probably could have used this news to their advantage. Maybe they wouldn't have drafted, what, Jeff Wilson in the 10th round? Just saying. I think that was or Cooper
2: <laughs> Cup in the second round?
1: I think that's great value, bro. Oh, okay. okay. I think that was your dad that drafted Jeff Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. I got, I'm going to have to talk to my dad after this, dude. That's yeah. okay. We this know
2: you talk to your dad every week and farm his team. <laughs> yeah. We know. Him
1: bro. Secret. It's been years. Does Who doesn't yeah. love a sticker,
0: dude? All
1: right, let's get into the news, starting with my guy. Spoiler alert. Cooper Cup of Coffee reaggravates his hammy. A little bit more concerned this time around, to the point where he actually feels like he wants to see a specialist. It is a little weird to pull your hammy twice in training camp. Both appear to be very mild, but he's pulling something, so it's not good. He's very likely going to be out week one. Like I said, he wants to go see a specialist, figure out what is going on. The Rams said they're going to take their time with this. No Cooper Cup, which means Van Jefferson, according to Sean McVay, is going to slot in as the wide receiver one. Gentlemen, how do we feel about this? I'm not buying that at all.
2: I don't give a fuck about who thinks they're going to replace Cooper Cup because they're not. Van Jefferson may play the wide receiver one, literally, on the field, but he's not Cooper Cup, and he's not going to equate anything close to that. To
0: me, this is less about Cooper Cup and more about who is, quote, going to replace him and quote one is not going to be van jefferson no it's not and two the second most talented wide receiver on that staff is my comatose sleeper puka Puka
1: Puka (laughs) umanuku do you
0: know who i'm talking about yes yes, maybe barely but yeah yeah, i think this is a non-factor dude we all know cooper cup when healthy is the 1a to justin jefferson and to me, this is like a non-factor. It's all a matter of just monitoring. If you're a Cooper Cup owner, whether it be in redraft or dynasty, it's all just monitoring and making sure that he's okay for the upcoming season. Have a plan in place to make sure that you do have your bases covered in case you can't do the first couple weeks. But I don't really see this as anything major.
1: So we've already touched on this. We already had, we just had our draft. This is going to be the last draft for the season for most of us. And this yep. is our home league draft. And even with this little injury news, he slid in most drafts. He was going from, and like I said, we play in a PPR format, even a half PPR format. He was kind of sitting around, I'd say, the fourth spot to the seventh spot. Yeah. And I watched him slide to the back end of the first in other leagues. And then, um, spoiler alert, he fell to the second round. And I won't say where, but I'll just say he fell to the second round. So... People are spooked by his hamstring. That's it's kind of
0: mind-boggling. That we're Cooper spending Cup a lot of fell time on Cooper
2: Cup to the second because the he's second one round. of the
1: best receivers we've seen in the past I ten mean, years. So give the man some <sighs> fucking respect. Nah, <laughs> yeah. I'm over it, dude. Cooper Cup
2: fell to the second yep. in our redraft, and it is what it is. The, the a aggravated hammy injury is serious. So if I'm a if I redraft if I'm in redraft and I took him in the first round, I'm concerned. Well. Looks like no one's concerned here because he didn't go in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would be concerned if you took him in the second. I'm not mm, fucking concerned. I, mean, I don't know. We'll see how long this lasts. Big how fucking deal. Huh? lasts Lasts, lasts. Oh, last, Lask. last, last. Ted Lasso.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is not going to be suspended after he slaps some dude in the marina over the summer.
0: Thank God, dude. As a newfound Tyreek Hill owner. That's Yeah. That's what I want to hear. I mean, it
2: was weird when this news broke, nothing happened right off the rip, and then it just went silent.
1: Because everyone's like, well, is this, a, is this a concern? Is this not a concern? Right. And because then, it's
0: Tyree Kill, dude. He paid that motherfucker yes. off. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's he He's kind of had yeah. issues
1: in the past as well, so, and the he NFL has. does take account of that.
0: Yeah. But something I found interesting about Tyree Kill, and Frank, you mentioned this to me, is that apparently he thinks he's going to have a 2,000-yard season.
2: Yep. Where I, forget did you hear which, that from? I forget which podcast he was on, but he, he said he's going to have a 2,000-yard a season.
0: Well, I'm a big fan of that as a now, yeah. like I said, newfound Tyreek Hill owner. So, I hope that happens, but it's yet to be seen. I Seriously. I, I mean, I would like it, but...
2: That would probably put him on the map for the best receiver in fantasy.
0: Uh, It would definitely put him as the Number wide one. receiver one. Yeah. yeah. No doubt.
1: It ain't going to happen.
0: It won't happen, but... No. Two if he can push hurt. if he can push close to it, I don't know, maybe like 1,700 yards. I mean shit, that'd be Fuck, dude. I'll take right. it.
2: Right. I'm in I'm in agreement there. His
1: running mates just too talented.
2: Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Yeah.
1: Nevertheless, yeah. I mean, he's still worth the middle first round pick and he's not going to get suspended. And that's
0: exactly where it went. Boom. According to me, Brady. I drafted him six overall.
2: <laughs> According to <laughs> me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, moving along. Dion Jackson. Does that name sound familiar?
2: Oh, yeah. The I acquired him in both Dynasty Leagues. The new
1: RB1 in Indianapolis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, nowhere to be found. Put mm. on the pup yes. and missing at minimum f- the first four weeks of the season. So,
1: Dion Jackson, it looks like he is slotted to be the starter for the Indianapolis Colts. There is still talk of Zach Moss potentially coming back week one. He
2: sucks though, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. I agree. This I uh is,
1: this is a end of the draft pick for me. Maybe waiver wire. <laughs> check your dynasty leagues, but I mean, if his name ain't Jonathan Taylor, you have no business fucking touching those Colt running backs. I agree. How long has
0: Deion Jackson been in the league? I think he I, was a rookie last year. I don't week.
1: think he's been in the league that long.
0: But he's been a, he's not a rookie, right? He was
2: yeah. a rookie last year. No,
1: he had playing time last year. Right. Yeah. So,
2: I think, this and he had He had a couple had a couple, good, couple good weeks last week. Yeah. Or I, I'm sorry, right. last year.
0: I think this is just a seniority rules type situation because Evan Hall is the better, better, better back in that back. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. So we'll uh, see what happens.
1: I don't know. You don't think so, Evan Hall? Yeah. He didn't do much in the preseason. Like Deion Jackson has actually played games in the in the league. And yeah. he did okay in Jonathan Taylor's absence last year. Dave, can you pull that up?
0: Dave, pull up the stats, pull up the stats, my Dave. I
1: mean, honestly, none of the nobody in that backfield impressed this preseason. Right, I,
0: I, mean, I think that's fair, and yeah. I think at the end of the day, we all know who the true number one running back yes. is, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
2: but we got to tell you this.
0: Yeah, we do have to tell you this and let you, you know, make and you aware even if of it. You have
2: one of these indie running backs, you're just going to be looking at. Eight man fronts yeah. all day, Anyway, if You're starting that, him week one. You
1: got a problem, bro. Hey, yeah. guess what?
2: I am. If <laughs> Deion Jackson is your RB1, that's a massive issue. Oh, issues. it's a problem. So that's also
1: because you can't start Leonard Fournette. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're right. So <laughs> but it's good okay. Luck. Yeah, good it's luck okay. to all those Deion Jackson owners out
2: there. Who knows, man?
1: All you need is double digit points. This yeah. one's for all the Deion Jackson owners in the room.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How about this one? Miami running back. Who would have thought? <laughs> Spoiler Jeff alert. Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> What a shock! Am Miami a Miami running back down, IR, dude. Okay, <laughs> Jeff so Wilson. Jeff Wilson was coming in, listed as a starter, and he's hurt. So if Mostert's out there, grab him. If you guys already drafted, Jeff Wilson's gone. Look at Mostert. Check your waiver wire. He might. Someone drafted Mostert. early. Also, I don't know where. Yeah, is, we are on top of it. This yeah. is feeding yeah. into our Devin a oh, chain. Yeah. But oh, yeah, he's yeah, also yeah. still hurt. So yeah, yeah but
1: Mostert's the guy to grab over. He's A-chain. got the yeah. most upside.
2: Yep. So I
0: mean But I like D said, he's I think Mostert's the guy to grab, obviously for seniority purposes, right. obviously talent purposes right now. But if you are looking to identify a Miami running
1: back, I think A chain I think I, I mean A-chain we're all A chain fans.
0: Guy. Like he's got the upside, so I don't know.
1: A chain is a long play, but if you're if you're looking to win a win week one, week two, Mostert's your guy. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Because A chain's also banged up. He's not even a lock to play week one. So if you're going to dig even deeper, Salvan Ahmed, or Ahmed will be the fourth back down there. <laughs> but he, I Say think, his I name think he right, be, bro. Hey,
2: cut D some credit. We've been drinking for three I hours. I Salvan <laughs> Ahmed, dude. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of
0: banged up people, boys, uh, Joe Burrow sounds like he's going to be good to go in Ready week to run. one. Where did he go in our draft this, fourth this year? Fourth round. Four or fourth five? round.
1: I think that's honestly. Middle fourth, right where he belongs.
0: I think that's great value, honestly, for Joe Burrow.
1: Middle fourth? Yeah, Yeah, I think... Where he belongs, I think. I think, uh,
0: you know, the more maybe aggressive people maybe would have had him late third, early fourth. But, yeah, I think overall, mid-four, maybe early five is probably his ideal landing spot, which is, I think, where he went in our league, right? Yep, exactly. Yep, so, yeah, I think uh, that's good news. Obviously, for any Joe Burrow fantasy owners for this upcoming season, a lot of people, guys think he may push for a number one spot. Do you we, see anything?
1: We mentioned like the whole purpose while we're talking year? about him, right? Like he mentioned that he's healthy. Yeah, you ma- did we mention that? Yeah, we yeah, just, yeah, no, 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 yeah, I said he's good to go. Okay. Right, okay I okay. said he's
0: gonna be good to go for week one. So but my question to you guys is now that he is going to be healthy, do you see any scenario in which he may be able to push for the
2: overall QB one finish? Mm. No, not one. I I mean, I think there's – I think D touched on this. Like, if you're going to compare him to one of our previous quarterbacks that we've seen in fantasy, he's basically Drew Brees, right? Yes. So, like, th- that would put him 3-4 at best. But, like, those are – that was, like, Drew Brees' 5,000-yard season, 35-plus touchdowns in fantasy.
1: I think we're seeing – th- we have two quarterbacks, and the funny thing is neither of these guys were QB1 last year. But Josh Allen – and Jalen Hurts have such a high rushing floor. Yes. I think it's hard for a pocket passer to jump that. Now, Patrick Mahomes, I understand, is primarily a pocket passer, but he's kind of just in a tier of his own. Exactly. You know, he's. The, I mean, unless Burrow's going to throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. like
0: He's a one-of-one, one, as we say in the card-collecting
1: world. <laughs> right. But no, he is. I mean, I— Number one overall is out of the picture for me, but I could see him jumping into the top three. I mean, let's not forget Justin Herbert
0: was QB2 overall. I was going to say, and like, is like a top three finish that far off from a number one? Because to me, I think Joe Burrow arguably has the best weapons around him out of any quarterback in the league. I think that. So I think number one is, yeah, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility.
2: I think, I think that what's different, what. It's not so much what Burrow isn't, or I'm sorry, it's not so much what Burrow is, but what Burrow isn't, so like the number one finishing quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, and we talk about Justin Herbert has the potential to do it. What do those guys have in common? Transcendent arm talents? Joe Burrow does not have that. you don't think so? hell no, nowhere nowhere near Patrick he Mahomes doesn't or, have or a can- he,
1: he doesn't have the strength he you doesn't have strength saying? or a cannon, but, but, but he he could put the ball wherever he wants the and I think that's what the there. difference
0: is, but I would say. As not only a fantasy owner, but if we were to flip it and be like as a NFL realist, the number one skill I want my quarterback to have is to be able to put the ball where it needs to be. Is it not?
2: I agree with you. All I'm saying is That's what Tom Brady did his whole career. Historically. Historically, Tom Mahomes Brady
0: was a top five quarterback in fantasy for years. Was he not?
2: Mm. Not. I don't really? think he's been top five. <laughs>
1: no. I think Drew he's Br- always been up there Drew, top ten. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Drew Brees is a good comp. Yeah, to me. That's I don't comp. think Drew. Man- Drew Brees Peyton is Manning. a good comp at all, dude. Paint Manning is a good comp.
0: Paint Manning. No, nah, I'm thinking more. Okay, maybe I'm being generous with in terms of actual finish, but in terms of production, I don't see Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow like all of a sudden dropping off a cliff dude no no like to me he's that. gonna like consistently put up points much like a tom brady i think five six seven joe burrow finish makes sense for years and if you're a dynasty owner i'm yeah fucking stoked great. with that but you, you right
1: you asked if he if he could finish one k- one overall yeah i don't think so i i, I agree.
2: not I this year so no. okay i don't think ever not ever no hmm I mean I'll he's got a lot of years
1: I'll never in him. say never. I, I think he could crack I think he could crack into the top 3.
0: He's got a lot of years in him, boys. So.
1: But he'll probably take an injury. Yeah. We'll to see. be honest, but All right, anyways. fellas,
0: let's fucking just get to this Oh god, Viney. I'm so let's happy cuz I was thirsty. Him.
1: I think we crack him to Thursday.
0: Uh No, I, dude. We start We, we crack him to our, our no, no, dramas. no, 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 no. We crack him to this. This is what we crack him to. To Redbeard being here? Exactly. So, oh. as we mentioned earlier. Say hi. Uh, this is John, yeah, say hello, hi. Hello, hello. Yeah, uh, yeah. As we said earlier, uh we had some special guests here in studio tonight. Redbeard, who you just heard on the mic, and Marcus Hubble, who is no longer with us, unfortunately. Because he's a but, previous champion had to go home. Yeah. But I do want to crack it to our friend, our good friend, Redbeard. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being sticker bitch and for finishing last place. Thank you for being sticker place. bitch and finishing last place. You're Welcome to Crack'em, bro. Welcome to Fantasy. Welcome Let's go. To cooler, Welcome to Around the Cooler. Welcome to Around baby. Crack'em to Redbeard, yes, everyone. Dude.
2: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, all right. Now that that's officially way. Damn, this
1: is
2: the fun part. Yes. So we're, what are we doing? Recapping so, teams?
1: So we're going to break down the draft. I think the three of us talk about our rosters. Wait a minute, before we even get into
0: that, let's just say this because this is what I found very interesting. So we drew uh we drew ping pong balls tonight. Oh, fucking a, dude! dude. was just drew... looking at D's face, he's just so irritated with Why?
2: That. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking like this guy just you just cut off D, dude. I cut him off,
0: I don't give a shit. You didn't even apologize, dude. I'm not going to apologize. Okay. He's not going to apologize. But Do your thing, bro. I'm going to because I'm going to forget. So what I found, what I found interesting tonight, is the ATC boys all were going to pick back to back to back.
2: Yeah, if you would let D finish, he was probably going to say that.
0: Dude. Probably. Yeah. Go ahead, D. I'll let you finish.
2: Can I talk now, bro?
1: Yep. Jesus Christ.
2: Hey, Brady. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay,
1: I'm out. The rest of the episode. <laughs> okay. Your mic wasn't working anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna break down our drafts. Yes. Let's go through our th- let's go through our thought processes. Let's highlight some teams that we like. Let's shit on the teams we don't. Um, what Brady was alluding to is we did use ping pong balls,
2: bingo balls, bingo
1: balls. Yes, and NBA style. The gods' fate put us right next to each other,
2: and we didn't even get like the front of the draft. So, we got middle.
1: Yes, Frank was the four. I was the five, and Brady was the
2: sixth. Fucking no man's and land, basically. And I honestly
1: said, fuck that, because I want one of us to win. I specifically want to win myself, and honestly, I favored the back half of the board, and I actually haven't had a draft where I got to draft in the back half. A lot of my drafts, I've drafted in the top five Yeah. this year, and I've had like five of them. So, I talked to our good friend, Redbeard. Whom is here on our podcast. Who is here on the podcast, I said Beard. Are you ready to step up and draft next to the ATC boys? And he loves tight end so much, and he said, that's perfect Travis Kelsey territory. Let's do the trade. Damn. So I swapped. I
2: saw uh, saw Christian McCaffrey, or I saw Travis Kelsey, and I was on board.
1: All right. So there there you had it. He wanted his niner, Christian McCaffrey, or he was going to fall back on Travis Kelsey. So I made a draft day trade. I moved back to the 10th spot, and Redbeard moved up to the 5th, and it was all downhill from there. (laughs) So Frank, slide, shall we Frank, give oh, us give man. us your draft because you you went first. Yes. So, so
2: at four, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Basically hoping for someone to kind of make a mistake or because honestly, I think based on my draft board, I was probably going to take Jamar Chase there. Right,
1: and it went and that it wasn't went so bad. One, two, three, Jefferson, Eckler, Chase.
2: Yep. So Graham went Jamar Chase before Christian McCaffrey, right. which I was happy with, but of course, with drafting Christian McCaffrey comes risks, right? Which is the health. But overall, I'm happy with Christian McCaffrey over Jamar Chase. And so, um, yeah, that left Redbeard with his one and only love of his life, Travis Kelsey. It's right. Like Jimmy Graham. But, I mean, I mean Jimmy Graham.
1: I'm good with that in the five. You know? I think that's kind of, that's definitely, I think the five is probably the earliest you get into t- Kelsey territory for me.
2: I agree. Um, Brady, are you back? I've never left. Oh, okay. I thought you were I thought you were leaving. Where would I go? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me about where you how you were how you were taking this next pick.
0: Well, it's no secret to any ATC listener that I have been pumping up taking wide receivers first mm-hmm. overall this year, as well as second, as well as third. I kinda deviated from that plan, as we'll get into a little bit later. But for the most part, I stuck with my strategy. And I went with Tyreek Hill. Who I felt was the most complete player overall, regardless of position, who I felt was going to provide the most value in that slot, and that's all it is. I love it, easy money. I think easy that's money. The right I mean, I pick. I look at the players going after him. I mean, I can make an argument maybe for D's pick. So let's, see. Uh, so but I'm gonna save that for him. So
1: yeah, so so Brady took Tyree Kill. Uh, Bijan went seven. Derrick Henry went to R- Ryan, the late edition of our draft. This thing would have been done four hours ago. Um, <laughs> so, Ryan went Derrick Henry, Asian Brian. You may have heard that name before. He went Saquon Barkley at nine. I was up at 10. I was strongly considering Saquon Barkley, but I am.
2: You didn't have dis- to make that choice.
1: I didn't have to make that choice. So, Barkley was off the board. It was an easy pick for me. Stefan Diggs was my pick round one. Uh, to me, he was the best wide receiver off the board. I do love me some CD Lamb. Um, if there was a situation, let's say where Derrick Henry was still on the board and it, and Diggs went and Barkley went, then I was going to go CD Lamb.
2: Ah, interesting. Okay,
1: so I was going to go CD Lamb. Cooper Cup was still on the board at this point. The injury's a little bit of a concern. So he can he slid past me, Uh CD Lamb went eleven, and then Sam in the back turn went Amon Ra St. Ba- Brown. Real quick, and, that and might be the Michael's highest
2: Amon Ra St. Am the man has gone. I think I've seen in any draft. He
1: did, agreed. I've had not seen him in the of, first. Which I don't which fault I don't him fucking for that at all. One bit, dude.
2: I don't either because
0: he's probably going to outplay that draft position. Yeah, guaranteed.
1: I don't know. There's I a lot of good wideouts. I mean
2: you could you can change Amon Ra, St. Brown there with Nick Chubb and then you know, it's like that That the more shocking turn.
0: thing to me for Sam is taking Chubb on the on the taking turnaround.
2: Taking Chubb on the turn.
0: Really? Yeah. Well I,
2: we know our If league. you look at all of the other running backs on the board, I think Nick Chubb was the right decision. Well if I, he wanted if
0: running backs. He, yeah, if you want yeah, I was gonna say if you I want a running like, back, then yes.
1: I feel like we know our leagues, and even though this is a PPR league. Our league is very running back heavy. They're
2: old school. If you look at the board, the running backs They're, went like crazy. They went and early we, again. And
1: I know we've known. been talking. I know that we've been preaching year. the wide receivers this year. We should've I think, known. I mean, this episode's honestly for you guys, our league mates, you know, and then the rest of our listeners because I know all of these guys listen. They know we've been preaching wide receivers, but they are true to themselves. And I'm looking at the board right now. We were
2: raised on running backs, bro.
1: Right. We were raised on running backs, but the rankings kind of forced our hands too. The yeah. rankings overall it's be the sleepers, downfall ESPNs, of all those motherfuckers. All the rankings we've been using, they have pushed the wide receivers up the board. So Sam went uh Chubb on the turn. And we're not gonna go pick by pick, but we're just we're we're hammering the home the first few picks. Marcus went with AJ Brown, and then here comes the first decision of the night. So I'm sitting there. AJ Brown just went off the board. He was my pick hypothetically and i knew this decision was going to come do i take garrett wilson do i take josh jacobs do i take cooper cup of coffee who has fallen out of the first round because of these injury concerns so i would say i have some of the biggest balls out of everybody here uh And and i went with cooper cup of coffee i wouldn't say he has
0: balls as more so you probably had the best value pick in the whole draft dude Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup in, the second round. in the in the fucking two, ten or three, whatever that is, dude. Right, yeah. So that's insane value. So you bro. go
1: back three weeks ago. This guy, Brady, is he, he was, your pick three weeks ago?
0: Yes, hundred percent. Like there's no. That's a great question, D. There's no world that I conceive conceivably be in to where I take Tyreek Hill over Cooper Cup if it wasn't for. This latest news regarding the his injury. Hammy. Yeah.
2: Which was because, literally yesterday, right? Yeah. Literally.
1: Well, he reaggravated it like four or five days ago. Oh, okay. Dude, he literally was probably, but, uh, I think
0: anyone who mocked a bunch, like we probably did, was, especially in that spot where I am, at a 6-5, was either, do I go Cooper Cup or do I go Travis Kelsey? And Redbeard, rightfully so, took Travis Kelsey at the 5. Great pick. So naturally you would think that I would take Cooper cup, but as we alluded to these injury concerns are concerning, dude, (laughs) I'm sorry, but they are because it's, if it'd be one thing, if, if, if this was just a one-time thing, right? Like, right. Okay. This is his only injury concern that we've heard about, but we've heard about these now with Cooper cup the last couple years. So yes, naturally that's going to push him down the draft boards a little bit. And, As evident by our draft, that's exactly what it did.
1: And to me, we've we've talked about this right. When you're deciding between two players, you need to swing for the fences,
2: higher upside.
1: And that's what I went with in Cooper Cup. Now, are the injuries concerning? Yes, I mean to the point where he slid out of the freaking first round. But that said, and I did a little bit of homework because I do have Cup on a couple other teams. Like these are, I mean, these are still mild hamstrings so when he got the first one they call him day-to-day they say and then this was a slight reaggravation. they're keeping him day-to-day now the fact that he just pulled the same hammy that's where he's like okay I need to go see someone to make sure there's nothing else going on it's not like a Jerry Judy situation or a Chark situation where they pull that hammy and they're like yo are we putting this guy on the IR that doesn't seem to be the case they're not even ruling him out yet for week one But I think this team is going to take it safe with him, and he's probably going to miss, I'd say, one to two weeks. They're going to want to get him right. And we have plenty of players that can pull a hammy and then still end up being 100% by the end of the year. And Cooper Cup has such high upside. I'm willing to roll the dice on that second-round pick. I normally like to play it safe here, but this is our home league, and you have to have big balls if you're going to win this league. That's true. Cooper Cup, round two for me.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna be on. I don't want to labor the point of Cooper Cup too much, but the fact that AJ Brown and Amon Ross, St. Brown, and CD Lamb all went before Cooper Cup in a non-like Cooper Cup isn't injured world is mind boggling. So, but he is injured. That's what I'm saying. Like the fact that D was able to get that value is phenomenal, dude. Right.
1: So, yeah. And this isn't like a like a Jonathan Taylor situation where we know Cooper cups missing four games. Yes. Like like he could be back. He could play week one immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah.
0: And don't forget who his quarterback is Matt Stafford, who has all the rapport with him in the world. Right. So there's no one else on that depth chart except for my boy, Puka Nicola. So here's my
1: question. Do
2: they let red beard? Go ahead. Talk to the mic. Talk to the mic, bro. Do they let Cooper cup sit out week two playing the division division rival, the Niners? Right away, Redbeard,
0: mm, uh, Redbeard, This you make a good point as to why you aren't involved in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Boys gonna oh, answer man. that. Uh, if Cooper Cup's ready to roll, he's gonna play. I think he's a gamer, oh, so weird, yeah, yeah. If he's ready to play, he's gonna play. But I will say, if there's any risk as a Cooper Cup owner, it's week one, and it's pro- but he's probably back by week two. Yeah, if anything, yeah, yeah. And, if anything,
1: and we'll you know we're gonna we'll get through our whole teams and. You know, we'll see if I have enough insurance. If I if I' gonna miss him for a while, um. So let's continue down the board. Brian went with Garrett Wilson, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, and then um, Brady. Your second pick.
0: Yep, Devonte Adams. I felt like this was an easy pick. Again, did not you know, see this coming. <laughs> I kind of fa- I faded running. I mean, anyone that's gonna listen, again, I fade running backs this year, and I feel like Devontae Adams was probably like a turnaround second talent who fell to me mid second. So I felt like it was just the great value play. I couldn't really pass it up. I'm not the biggest Devonte fan this year. I think I've talked about it with the downgrading quarterback play with uh, going from Derek Carr to Jimmy G, but it's just something I couldn't really pass up. So it's I, I I like the fact that I have Tyreek and Devante back to back.
2: Yeah. It's not sexy, but it's the right pick.
0: Yeah. hundred percent.
1: Uh Frank. You went with Chris Olave in the second round.
2: Yeah, I thought this that was an easy pick, man. I mean, he was the best receiver on the board, in my opinion. Over Waddle. Over Jalen Waddle. Okay. I do, because Jalen Waddle has Tyreek Hill in front of him, and Chris Olave is... Has Michael Thomas. Has Michael <laughs> Thomas. But we draft Michael Thomas for value, yep. not to be your number one. Yep. Chris Olave is the, is the number one. In my opinion, it's Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave as the breakouts of this year. Yep. So...
1: So... so Sandwiched between Chris Olave and Devontae Adams is Patrick Mahomes. Redbeard has the Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes stack. We said if you're going to do a stack, this is probably the stack to do because Kelsey puts up wide receiver, what, top five wide receiver numbers. And now he's got the quarterback to go with him. That's going to be an elite tight end advantage for Redbeard there. But Frank, I know you've been kind of high on taking the high upside. Quarterbacks in the second round. If Mahomes didn't go there, would you take Mahomes over Olave?
2: So I considered it, but after he took Patrick Mahomes, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fade quarterbacks. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, even if Patrick Mahomes is there, I think I still fade quarterbacks, even more so if Patrick Mahomes was there, because that means I could have gotten Josh Allen the third, in which I did have the opportunity to. You did. Not to get into my next pick. That was surprising. And so we get into my next pick. So, right after that, it's... Uh, Go
1: straight into your next pick, dude. Devontae
2: Smith. Okay. So, on the board was Josh Allen, and I almost took Josh Allen here, but I was like, fuck it, I'm stacking receivers this year, and then I'm going to fade quarterbacks and try to get value in the later right.
1: round. So, after he took Olave, uh, it went Pollard, Mixon, Gibbs, Waddle, Metcalf, Ramondre, and then, like Frank said, he followed up in the third round with Devontae Smith. So, Frank running back, and then two young, high upside wide receivers beard then sandwiched aaron jones in between that a little early i'd say red beard i think that was probably still a solid must
2: pick. needed pick though still right. solid pick
1: right because he went with the and we kind of touched on this a little bit like if you're going to draft the quarterback you should probably fade the their tight end if you're going to draft the tight end you should probably fade the quarterback because when you t- draft two of them early it just kind of throws off the balance of your draft and then you're going to be taking maybe a, a low-end, like, running back four, wide receiver four, and you might be forced to start him right away. But on the flip side, you're going to get an elite quarterback or elite tight end. So Beard went with Aaron Jones in the third. Which I don't hate. I mean, I feel like of the running backs, that's probably – I mean, yeah, I'm looking at the board. I mean, that's he's. I think he's probably the best one left at the time. Uh, Brady. Yep. With your third pick. Yep. I mean – I'm kind of shocked, Well, D, I'm kind of shocked
0: that you didn't take this guy on the on the turnaround in the second round. I you know, we've talked about it a little bit too early in terms of pairing. Yeah, too early for sure, but he's definitely a second round talent and he fell to me in the third and I couldn't help but pass him up. Uh maybe a little bit of bias involved, but Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen in the 3, what is that? 312, something like that. 3 you take him know. into three six. Three six, yeah, three six. I apologize. Uh, I mean the value is just incredible. I I I couldn't pass that up, dude. I mean, you look at some of the other players that's that's going. Uh, before I mean, I really ideally wanted Devontae Smith, but Frank, I think, kind of snaked our fucking thought right. process. And this was so, the, this
1: was the danger of I mean on I mean I traded out the danger of you two drafting right next to each other. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you I uh, like which is players. ironic
2: because I thought about taking Josh, Josh Allen. I bet you did, motherfucker. And I took the guy that you wanted, dude. But yeah.
1: As I'm looking at the board, like as a whole, we we know we all like the same players for the most part. We've been we've been mocking together for some quite some time now, so we know each other's tendencies. And I don't think either of you guys did what you've been doing. Like Frank, your team looks different, and Brady. I mean, I think your I, I think your makeup is a similar, but your players are different. But that's, if
2: you switch Brady and Ice team, we are probably more of what we would have normally done. Right. I yeah. mean, it just goes to show you can mock
0: as many times as you want. But when the but, bullets are flying, yeah, oh, dude. Well, no, you gotta dude, you gotta you gotta you, know how to adjust in the fly. Exactly. And, not, and like not only that, but like in a league that we've been in for so long, and it goes back to our previous episode. I think, which is me and Frank, where. Uh, we talked about draft strategies. Know your player. Know who you're playing against. Know their strat. Know what they nice. like, dude. So I mean, and I I mean, I kind of you know could have saw. I mean, I did see that coming. I saw Frank drafting Devonta Smith, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to figure something else. And to me, the best value presented there was Josh Allen.
1: So you'd also drafted to our defending champion producer Dave Ritchie. Did you feel like you had a good pulse on what he was going to do next to you?
0: Uh. Yeah, I I think so, man. And I think I think we kinda touched on it a little bit earlier. Our league has always been historically RB heavy draft class, right? So a lot of our players in our draft always go with running backs. Um and Dave in particular, I feel like always goes running back heavy. But I am a little shocked he went with Jalen Hurts. I thought maybe that he would have went with a wideout,
1: but Jalen Hurts right after Brady. Yeah. It,
0: it is um you know, a little shocking, but, you know, just to circle back again to Frank, like, kudos to him, dude. He, I think he he played that perfectly. I wanted Devontae Smith because if you look at it, dude, you got to remember, I have Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith. I've said multiple times on this podcast, I'm fading running backs. I want lead wide receivers. That's potentially, if Devontae Smith falls to me, three top ten wide receivers on my team. Disgusting. Ridiculous, dude. yes. So that's it's, what I was it's aiming what we for. Call in the business, nasty. Yeah, that's what I was aiming for. Unfortunately, Frank beat me to the punch. But hey, I'm not, I'm not upset with Josh Allen in the third, mid third, by the way.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like out of the hundred mocks that I've done, I haven't seen Allen or Hurts fall to the third. Me probably. either. Me so, either. So yeah, good quote unquote value for you guys. So we touched on it, Dave. Uh, right after Brady took Jalen Hurts, uh, Calvin Ridley went and then Herbo. Asian Brian to Probably Justin the first Herbert
2: stretch of the day a little
1: bit of a reach but we do love the upside with Justin Herbert I'm drafting right next to Brian and there was a guy that I was looking at and I'm like this guy keeps falling and falling and falling well he wasn't going to fall past me Mark Andrews was my <laughs> third round pick I grabbed the number I grabbed the number 2 tight end this guy is going in the 2 3 turn in most mocks It's talking about game? Andrews? Yes. Yeah. So he's typically going end of the second early third um, without Lamar Jackson last year, he had a little bit of a down year, but this guy is still the clear tight end to behind Travis Kelsey. Remember, he's the only one that's knocked him off his perch, and that was, what, four or five years ago. So I went with the elite tight end, Mark Andrews, and I've got three pass catchers. I have no running back so far. and But we're fading them this year, right, boys? Yes, we are. Put, oh, our, yeah. put our money where our mouth is, so that's what I did. Uh Marcus followed up with T Higgins, Sam Damian Pierce, and DeAndre old man Hopkins. And then here's another
2: reach, James Cook. So Marcus <laughs> Marcus, avid listener of the ATC, faded running backs and then decided faded, to take faded the running backs and then more. literally faded <laughs> the running back. Decided to take the worst, yes, <laughs> the worst one available, dude. <laughs> yes. So, so that's, he, not, that's
0: not that's not that's not a knock on James Cook either, dude. It's, it's just, just
1: it's a, a knock rich. on our friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, I love the first three picks, and then you kind of have to s- flip to s- the second or third page to go find James Cook. Um, <laughs> followed up with? Followed up with uh, me again, and I said, you know what? If if these are the running backs these guys are going to take, I'm going to keep fading them. So then I actually took a guy that I had high on my board, Keenan the Hitman Allen, PPR monster. I love the new offensive scheme they have going, I love offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Um, as an avid Charger fan, I could tell you right now this guy has been hyper targeted. He's just got to stay training. on the field. Yeah. He's got to stay on the field. And you know what? To defend Keenan Allen last year All was a black injuries. mark. Last year was a black mark. Other than last year, he's actually been very healthy. Like the two three years before that.
0: Well, I was gonna say even then, um, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, even. When he's been injured in the past, like, I feel like he's had a weird injury history, dude. Like, you don't get, like, a lacerated kidney. Like, didn't he have a lacerated kidney? Yes, yes. Or some got, weird yeah. shit like he that? Had weird, he had a weird Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, you don't get weird shit right. like that, bro. So, I, I'm a big fan of that pick right. as well, dude.
1: And this guy had a bad hammy injury last year. So, I think he missed eight games. When he came back, the, the last eight games that he played, what was he? Do you guys know? I don't. Spoiler alert. He was wide receiver four nasty so we've talked about fading receivers I'm looking at this you know and this is the big mantra we always say if they're healthy well if they're healthy I've got three top ten receivers on my on on my team right now and a number two and the top three tight end
0: that's the biggest if they're yeah
1: the health but moving right along um, Debo Samuel went next and that's when Joe Burrow went who we touched on earlier Uh, Tyler Lockett went in the fourth round He produces like he belongs in the fourth round, but this guy goes in the sixth round every year. Easy. So I don't want to call it a reach. Yeah, I don't want to call it a reach. You can call it a reach. It's a reach by Dave. He needed a receiver. He needed a receiver. He did not have one at the time. And then Brady realized, shit, I don't have a running back. So you (laughs) took...
0: Travis Etienne Jr. Uh, Really quick, uh, just to touch back on Dave's draft pick of Tyler Lockett. I feel like, and more so like as of our league as a whole, I feel like we more than maybe any other league that we're involved in, draft players who we want rather than who we need. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I I feel like, you know, we all come into this draft of like, okay, I want this player on my team. And that's what we do, no matter what the draft position of it is. So is this one of your boys? Uh, Travis Etienne? No, he was not. (laughs) (laughs) But like your point, like you made the point of I needed a running back. And to me, Travis Etienne Jr. is a third-round pick who fell to me in the fourth. Again, I'm looking for value, especially in this year. I'm fading running backs. We've talked about it over and over again. And I think um D, I think you made the point. You know, he's probably most likely in all likelihood in R B two, which I'm okay with. But if that floor is R B two and I get that R B one potential upside, I'm okay with that in the fourth. He's especially with
1: a talent like him. He's the biggest home run threat. In 100%. 100%. The 100%. Yeah, nobody had yeah. more big plays than Travis CT. Yep, yep.
0: And you should know as a dynasty owner, yes. This, as yeah. a
1: dynasty owner, I'm well aware. And as a dynasty owner, I can tell you right now, I'm nervous about Tank Bixby. Anyways, <laughs> uh, me too. Moving on. Redbeard took Deontay Johnson. I'm going to call this a reach.
2: Yeah, we're just going to keep on moving, though. Yeah,
1: I'm going to call this a reach. Deontay <laughs> Johnson in the fourth. No way. Let it friend, ride,
2: baby. TJ Hawkinson,
1: explain yourself.
2: Yeah, man, so I'm looking at this, and my board had Amari Cooper, Christian Watson. Christian Watson is—I think he's going to be very good. Amari Cooper has always produced every year, and I considered going a third receiver. I didn't like Miles Sanders. I didn't like Kenneth Walker. I didn't like any of the running backs that were kind of pinpointed there. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to con- continue to fade running backs, and I considered taking a wide receiver. But then I was like, eh, I don't really like either of those receivers either. <laughs> So I just went with the sure thing and TJ Hawkinson and secured kind of a top-five tight end, and that was kind of my thinking there. And you know Real what? Real simple.
0: Uh, I, I don't want to get on this too much because we're going to move along here, but I don't hate it, bro, especially with the contract that he just received, especially knowing that he's going to be the number-two pass catcher in that offense most likely. JJ's going to see there, a lot of There's coverage. a realistic world that, that I feel like I could see where he can catch 90 catches over 1,000 yards and maybe over eight TDs, you get that from the tight end position? Yeah. Sign me up, brother. Yeah. Sign me up.
1: I hope you're right. I mean, I definitely have him on a dynasty team. Yeah. Um, an ATC favorite, Lamar Jackson, ha. <laughs> Good went one, dude. Uh, right after that. So Lamar in the fourth there, and it, the crazy thing is he was the first, second, like, one, two, three, four. He was the sixth quarterback taken.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Ho- Jose, aka my dad, went with Amari Cooper. Christian Watson went, and then uh, he followed that up with Kenneth Walker. I mean someone had to take that guy, but he was he was sliding too. Miles Sanders and then Darren Waller Frank came back around and then this was probably the most surprising pick for me.
2: Okay, explain yourself. Yes. So the boy, the kid, the one who has absolutely shit on Justin Fields and for our listeners More than there, anyone in the yeah, pod. More than anyone. For our listeners out there on the pod, this is a prime example of you can't listen to the opinions that people have in fantasy on players, including myself. Even your own. Because when it like when, when push comes to, to shove, yourself, gun everybody. to your head, gun to your head, you draft value. You understand the players that you're looking at, and you draft for upside. I'll be the first person to tell you, I don't fucking care if Justin Fields is the worst passer in fantasy football or the NFL or of all time. What he's going to do is run the ball and put up points with his legs. And from a fantasy perspective, we do fucking love that don't we Daniel
1: I've only been saying it since episode one bro. thank you
2: <laughs> yes you have so deep
1: down you every time I drive away no, from it's your just, house you're like he was right it's
2: just a, it's just Buck. a matter of like it's just a matter of like yes we develop these biases of these players that we like and we hate as we play fantasy football but go into our heads when you're drafting on a value based system you understand that in the fifth round Justin value provides value at Justin a level Value <laughs> or Justin Fields provides value at Justin a level Value provides the field Justin Fields provides value higher Just than incredible? any other fifth-round no pick there. So I took Justin Fields. Redbeard, do faith. you have any thoughts on that? Real quick. Uh, I'm going to allude to it for my next pick as I'm a diehard hater of the Chargers, and yet I still pick Mike Williams with the upside on that side. Uh, because, again,
1: you pick because of the upside value, not because of what your biases are. Okay. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So Mike Williams right after right after Justin Fields. <laughs> <Phillips,
0: laughs> Let's go, baby.
1: Followed by Brady's next pick. I like this pick. Yep. I do uh, like this Chris
0: pick. Godwin in the fifth. Again, boys, I think it's just the great value pick there. You know, I I hate to fucking keep hammering this over the head, but I've said a million times I, I'm wide receiver heavy this year. I'm invested all in on wide receivers. I think Chris Godwin easily could probably catch – 90-plus balls, 1,000 yards, handful of touchdowns. If I get that in my flex, I'm very happy, especially with the upside and the talent that is Chris Godwin. So
1: so you got your three good receivers.
0: I got my three good wideouts. And That's what both, I was aiming for. They're all very good. That's I what think. I was aiming for.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, followed by Rashad White, who was definitely on my board. So, Mine too. Dave, just to highlight, Tyler Lockett is his only receiver. He went Bijan, Josh Jacobs, and Rashad White and Jalen Hurts. So, very running back heavy. Like I said, this is how we tend to draft. And Dave, more than anyone, is in love with that triple option. He's got his three big white rhinos. Uh, Followed by Ryan. Damn, this is a reach. Michael Thomas went in the fifth round, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I just about threw
2: my phone out of the fucking draft. after I think he
1: strictly did that to spite you. Yeah. brian went with alexander madison that's two running backs off my board that was pretty nice there which left me with I think he has him in every one of
2: his teams yes dude you know what he ha- he does yeah he loves him
1: so i was going to go madison if madison was, go- was gone i was going to go white because i also don't have a running back at this point and now we're up to round five and i'm looking there and i've got options and we've, uh, we've i hate talked. those options though <sighs> you know what though but this is why we fade dude yeah this is You're why right. we fade because right. the upside is there and i ended up taking your breakout player frank
2: dude well you know what's funny about this round is that if you switch my pick with your pick that actually seems more like our teams you know you know you know what i'm saying he was
1: considered but i fought a good fight Okay, and honestly, I said, and I've done a lot of max from a lot of max, a lot of mocks from the back.
2: (laughs) We've had a lot of beers today, (laughs) yes.
1: And I've faded. I've consistently faded the quarterbacks. I've consistently faded the quarterbacks. So I was going to stick to that plan regardless. I was asked if I was going to take Justin Herbert, if he wasn't gone in the third. I was not going to take Justin Herbert. Yeah. So I ended up picking Javante Williams, which sounds sketchy on paper, because he did just come off a major knee injury. But this guy has proven to us that he might be the exception.
2: Dude, so, He's, okay. Sorry, D, go ahead.
1: Yeah, he is already fully recovered, according to himself and the Broncos. <laughs> he proved that by... According to himself. Yeah. <laughs> according <laughs> to himself, the Broncos. Kobe, me, me the doctor. Yep. <laughs> Was that Montau? <laughs> but oh, the God. man, the man's already <laughs> on the field, dude.
2: Okay, so this is what I have to say about your team. I love the makeup of your team, and I like that pick because it shows exactly what we think today is that Javante. He has the upside, even if he, if, yes. even if his upside is RB two. Look at your fucking top top picks. But look at what Sean all Payton— all he needs to be is an RB two. Exactly, you and know. Look, and on top of that,
1: look what Sean Payton does to running backs. Give me a running back that Sean he Payton him. has. No, no, he, he, does. he kills it. Give me a running back that Sean Payton has started that hasn't finished as an RB1. Mm. We can't think of any, dude. Because well, he's all he's had is Alvin Kamara. No, right? dude, he's had more than Alvin Kamara. Who else? I think he's had Mark what? Ingram? Deuce, Deuce McAllister. He's had Pierre Thomas. Like, all of, all of his running backs. Like, he's so running back. His offense is so favorable to the running back because he throws to the running back. Javante Williams catches balls. That's what he does. He played 20 snaps in the preseason. He had four fucking catches in the preseason. Like the one short little instance that he's played. So, if he's healthy, I agree with Frank that he's a breakout. And he has top 15 upside. And I'm going to get that in the fifth round. And I'm happy with that.
2: even if, like I said, all you need is RB2. And that's a championship contending team right there. If everybody else performs at their par. Agreed. So. I love it. And my gut told me.
1: My gut told me he was not going to get back to me. So I had to take the guy that I needed. I agree. The guy that I wanted. Um, and then behind him uh, was another guy. The other <laughs> knee injury, <laughs> Brees
2: Hall, who slid all the way to the fifth can round. You, can you name your team? <laughs> team ACL, bro. <laughs> bro, I He didn't take Brees, dude. I didn't take Brees. Marcus took Brees. Marcus took Brees. Uh, Javante and J.K. Dobbins? Oh, no, no. He's talking about Brees. Yeah, we're talking about Brees Oh, right sorry. Now, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I'll yeah. get to the next okay. pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a great name. <laughs>
1: Spoiler alert. So Marcus uh, took Brees Hall, who slid all the way to the fifth. You know, around we, the ACLs, baby. <laughs> around the ACLs, there we go. Uh, we've been shitting on Brees. We love the talent, but we're just nervous about the knee, knee injury. And here's and this is this is the difference between the two of them. I think what Javante got hurt earlier, and Brees got hurt later. Brees is still working his way back and Javante is already back to full strength. And that's, and we've, we've talked about stay away from, stay away, stay, stay away, stay away. But Javante has proven us otherwise. And I think the narrative on him, not just here, but in the fantasy community as a whole and the NFL has turned the page. And everyone's back in buying this kid. He was arguably a top five dynasty running back prior to that ACL injury. But and so was Brees, but Brees is still working his way back. So that's a good sleeper pick for Marcus. That could be a force down in the second half of the season. Cam Akers went after that. George Kittle, James Conner was the next pick for Marcus.
0: I love that pick, by the way. And
1: then I followed it up, and because I told myself I need another running back, I was gonna get. I was definitely considering James Connors, I was considering Alvin Kamara, but I put my money where my mouth is, and I took the guy I planted my flag on, J.K. Dobbins. Not in love with the fact that I have two Ravens on my offense, but in the sixth round, I've already talked about J.K. Dobbins enough. He's two years removed from his ACL injury. He's fully healthy. He's practicing. He looks electric in camp. And honestly, behind Mark Andrews, he's the best weapon that of the of the offense that's not the quarterback. So you have two Ravens, dude? I do have Mark Andrews. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So I went with JK Dobbins yeah. and I'm comfortable with him being my RB two. Um, DJ Moore went next Alvin Kamara Dave took Christian Kirk reach uh, Brady <laughs> what's your pick you know uh,
0: Christian Kirk is a reach right there but I think he's a guy we can all agree that if he was on our team, we'd be pretty happy
2: about. Not as your as your receiver too, but I see what Dave had to do because he's basically moneyballing his receiver, right? Yeah. But he had no we business all...
1: taking Christian Kirk over Terry McLaurin, right? Taking Christian Kirk over Jerry Judy, taking Christian Kirk over Brandon Ayuk. Uh, to be fair,
2: right. I would take Christian
0: Kirk over Jerry Judy, not over Terry McLaurin, though. Um, but yeah, I digress. Yeah, let's get into my pick really quick. So I drafted Dallas Goddard. Uh, Love that pick. And yeah. Six round I, again, it. it just falls back to value for me. Like, I think he's arguably, you know, I mean, I maybe take him took him a little later than where he's projected to go. Maybe like I think he was projected maybe fifth round, but maybe late, like late fifth round. So not the like best value, but still value, I think, in my eyes and what I was already doing in terms of drafting solid pass catchers. That was my strategy going into this draft. That's what I stuck to. Again, we've talked about it on the podcast Dallas Goddard. It's going to provide you that fantasy tight end floor, ten points per game minimum, most likely. Couldn't pass that up. Upside touchdown. Yep. Upside eighteen yep. points a week. Couldn't pass it up. That yep. just
1: seems like the most Dallas Goddard place for him to go. Yep. Yeah. Si- with the sixth pick in the sixth round. Yeah. Couldn't pass
0: it up, dude. Yep. yep. Couldn't pass
1: it up. Um. And so this is where Jonathan Taylor went. <laughs> <laughs> to our friend Redbeard, Red Red who's so, getting us more beers. So he slid all the way. What a god, dude. In I know.
2: the sixth. What I don't that like about this so pick
1: loco tonight. I love it. What I don't like about this pick is that his second running back taken isn't going to play four games.
2: But what I do like is that he followed it up with Dalvin Cook, who is actually going to be an RB1 for the first three weeks of the season. It's not bad. But yeah.
1: too bad it's not going to save the rest of his team. We'll get more to that later. Yeah. But uh, to backtrack, Frankie, you went with David Montgomery. I did. Great so pick,
2: dude. I faded running backs and just went. Uh, I went pass catchers and then upside quarterback. I thought it was a little early. So d- I, th- I thought so too. But I too. get it. I get it. And I so get it. Too. But then in looking at the rest of the board, I was like, "Fuck, man! If I don't get one here, I'm gonna have to reach on Khalil Herbert or it's gonna be Dalvin Cook." So I was just like, "I know David Montgomery's gonna provide." A solid floor, and what I need here at this RB two position is a solid floor. Yep. So So that's what I went with. You
1: felt it was more solid than Khalil?
2: Yes, I think David Montgomery. He may not provide the pass catching, but if Jamal Williams was able to get fifteen fucking touchdowns, David Montgomery could do that. Yep. And he's a better running back. So agreed. No, I just just, you know I have a lot of
1: David Montgomery on my teams. So and, I do like and, the and then
2: and looking after that, like what else was on the board? Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Isaiah Pacheco, Pat Fryerman, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk. Fucked all of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean You know what I'm saying? You needed a running
1: back. I needed a running I back. I like I like Ayuk.
2: I do like Ayuk. I
1: like Ayuk, but I mean it's gonna be a mute point because you followed you followed up this pick with another very good wide receiver in Exactly. And then Terry I followed McCorn. up
2: with Scary Terry. Yep. So Okay. 7th round. That's crazy. So the interesting thing here Great is value. that uh, the one thing I would I would talk about that I had going on and I was like I could take Khalil Herbert here which would be a bit of a reach in the 7th round in my opinion. But in looking in the rest of the back back of the draft, I was like, "Fuck, I know he's probably going to be gone. Should I take a running back that can provide backup, you know, to my to Christian McCaffrey or David Montgomery?" Or a flex? Or should I take the upside of Terry McLaren? Because we know what Scary Terry can do. Yeah. So I went with Scary Terry eventually. Yep. Okay. I think So, that's fair. I, so like, I think that might be one where I might want to take back because Khalil Herbert is, I think, is going to be a solid running back with RB2 upside. But I think Terry McLaurin could provide that wide receiver 2 you've, upside. You've got
1: a safe plug and play in your yes. flex week in and week out. Um. So, since you let him slide, like I said, we all know each other. So, Brady said, well, thank you, Frank. I will go ahead and take...
0: Yep, I did. I took Khalil Herbert. Uh, What was that? In the seventh round? Kind of out of necessity, too. I did, yeah. It def- I was definitely hoping that he would maybe fall. But, yeah, out of necessity, I had to take him, right? So, I took, right. I took Hill, Adams, and Godwin. So, obviously, I needed a running back to pair with Etienne Jr. And I think at face value, <laughs> if you present someone with a team of, hey, Travis Etienne Jr. and Khalil Herbert are my starting running backs. Are you going to be in the playoffs? I would say a fat no, No, dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you got to remember, it's more than just a running back position. I think, like I said, the wide receivers hold tremendous value this year. But, like I said, uh, Khalil Herbert, I think – You needed I, this. Pick. I needed him. And, and D, I think, on very honestly – you can we're gonna get into your pick there here too really quickly. Um I don't think if I think I think that if I didn't take him here, you were gonna take him in your next
1: spot. hundred percent. Yep. This was to me, and I touched on this earlier, this kid was going in the nine-ten round. He's balling out, he won that starting gig, it looks like, and he's climbed up the boards in the seventh round, is where I had him pegged. And looking at my team, I've got Javante, I've got JK, like I need a little bit more stability at running back. He was a hundred percent my pick. Brady took him. So then I said, all right, well, I still want a running back. Fuck. I'm fine. I'm comfortable with the receivers that I have. I had DeAndre Swift penciled in, and this was probably what I'd probably okay, actually you know what? I'm looking on both sides. The, I got sniped on both sides. Yeah, you did. So I had DeAndre Swift penciled in. He went. And then this is I talked Brady I drafted right next to you, and I thought I thought about this. Because I think there's one more high upside elite quarterback left and then there's a significant tier break and that mm-hmm. is trevor lawrence and n- myself team 11 and team 12 marcus and sam none of us had quarterbacks yet so i was debating do i take him here or do i continue to build my roster out and ultimately i said hey i just need to be comfortable fading as far as i can and i kind of just went with I would say a little bit more of a value pick with AJ Dillon. It's not, to me, it's not the sexiest pick. I don't think there's a ton of upside there. But looking at the other running backs on the board and the receivers on the board, like there wasn't much upside to be had. There was one guy that I wanted, and that was Jahan Dotson. But I felt my team needed a third running back over getting a fourth wide receiver. Agreed. So I went with AJ Dillon. He's probably going to be the star of my bench. And... (laughs) (laughs) and and honestly I was comfortable and I was comfortable taking Jahan Dotson in the next round if he fell to me he did not fall to me and fast forward neither of those guys took a quarterback and it really forced my hand but I'm happy to take Trevor Lawrence in the eighth fucking round
2: Marcus and Sam avid ATC listeners continuously fading that quarterback they faded big fan of that so Sam faded him so hard he drafted a defense yes he did (laughs) you would love, yes, to, see
1: so love took, to see that. So I took Trevor Lawrence in the eighth round. Super happy with that. That kid really started to spread his wings in the second half of the season. I think he's only going to get better. All of his weapons are coming back with the addition of Calvin Ridley. I mean, to, to me, the kid's... Very safe, dude. I think safe pick. He's, Yep, he's a safe pick. He's a top eight quarterback for sure. I love where you took him there, and he's got the upside. He's got the upside. We talked. We we talked about it. Upside I think he was three, my breakout. He was, he's got the upside to be the to jump Burrow to jump Herbert. He's that talented. Um, but moving right along back to Brady.
0: Yep. So I drafted Marquise Brown. Um, in the eight six, probably a little earlier than I probably could have got him. But I just think the upside's there. I mean, he is going to be on a terrible team who's always going to be behind, and he's the wide receiver one there. So I think the value speaks for itself, and I'm hoping, or very much like to your point, D, in regards to A.J. Dillon, he's probably going to be the star on my <laughs> bench. Right. But we'll see.
1: I, I love the upside in that pick, dude. Me too. I mean, he, he was a top three wide receiver before his injury without Hopkins. And, yep. I mean, and it's just him there. I mean yep. we don't know who's we don't know who's throwing him the ball.
0: Yeah. And like I said, it's gonna be a garbage ass team. They're always gonna be down. They're gonna need to throw the ball.
1: That's a good wide dude. That's probably the it's the best wide receiver for. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree. You know, I agree.
2: Out
1: of everyone. I agree.
2: So um I followed that up two picks later, you know, our boy Redbeard here took Michael the floor pitman. Gross. And then I followed up with Cortland Sutton. And so like Real quick here, we're starting to see these receivers that were like we're taking earlier than their adps because our fucking league I'm not saying we're expert drafters, but people don't fall in our league you know <laughs> no, like they don't people don't make mistakes here very often, and so like y- if you if you have an opportunity to take a guy so like for example, I was like, mm, I maybe should take Khalil Herbert here, but I have a feeling he's not going to last sure enough he was't he was gone right yeah, so here I took Cortland Sutton. Which I think has higher upside than Jerry Judy, personally, Well, yeah, from the I Denver do. Broncos. I agree. Yeah, I
1: mean, because of the injury. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: You know, so Jerry Judy went way earlier because he's much younger, right? But I took Cortland Sutton here in the eighth round, but on average, Cortland Sutton's going after the tenth, yeah. which I find crazy because I think Cortland Sutton is a weekly flex So
1: Cortland Sutton, round eight. I mean, and I think for time's sake, I don't think we need to go pick-to-pick pick pick Frank. Cause like, pretty much, we just did the first eight rounds, those are our starters. Frank, yep. on, tell Definitely us your bench. Not. dude. Yeah. just go, just go talk? Yeah, the and then
2: after that, it was just uh, I was like, fuck, I need another running back. I took Jerick McKinnon, which is a PPR monster for the Chiefs. I took Ga- uh, Gabriel Davis on the Buffalo Bills because you can't get worse than what he was last year. <laughs> and then I took uh, Alan, Aaron Rodgers' favorite play, Alan Lazard, so Adam Thielen, Roshan Johnson, Cameron Dicker, and the Cincinnati. Bayless so, let's defense. pause
1: on the Lazard pick because we talked about this. You, yes. Because you picked Lazard there, okay. and to spoiler alert, there was a running back still sitting there, yes. which ended up falling to me in that same round. Why right. did you take Lazard over Jamal Williams?
2: So, okay, everybody should have probably one round where they're like, damn, that's probably one I'd like to take back. I took Alan <laughs> Lazard there just because I was like, eh, Alan Lazard there's probably going to be a weekly flex play. And then I saw Jamal Williams, and I was like, well, if this guy's falling this far, chances are he's going to continue to fall. Because he probably should have been drafted in the 10th round. You know what,
0: man? I don't think that
2: Alan Lazard pick is... is it's not horrible. A, uh, but like, from a if you look at my team makeup, I needed a running back there. I should have taken Jamal Williams. So that might be the one pick that I would take back in this draft. Well, I'm, Jamal just, Williams. well, no, well I'm
0: just yeah, saying... Yeah, Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying in terms of Alan Lazard, so... He's good. Like, he's, But Jamal Williams, you, did Jesus- your voice get
1: any higher? He's, he's a service. He's a. He's Your face a, says it all,
0: dude. He's a serviceable player, but you also remember, have to remember the quarterback who's throwing the ball. It's exactly. Aaron Rodgers. And that's why And I Aaron that. Rodgers only throws the ball to the people that he trusts. Right. And Alan Lazard is one of those fucking guys. So I don't think it's the worst
2: pick in the world. It's not. But. At the end of the day, I should have taken Jamal Williams. Yeah. And I left it for my boy, Daniel, to swoop up. Another yes. man's trash is another man's treasure. And Daniel continuously does this to me.
1: Yes, yes, I do. So which means he's going to be a top five running back, Jamal Williams. Son of a bitch. I'll, I'll just jump you, Brady, since Frank kind of pointed, pointed towards me here. So after Trevor Lawrence, my bench is looking like Jalen Warren. The new Austin Eckler in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Gotta love um, that guy. Elijah Moore.
0: He's such a monster. Dude. Even
1: Ryan said so. I know. Fuck it. Hell yeah. Ryan I've been talking Ryan. that guy up all offseason. Ryan is dude. our resident Steelers fan. So um, I went with Jamal Williams in the 11th, which we were just talking about. And this was uh, the ATC favorite pick. And he he went exactly where I said he was going to go the fifth wide receiver on the team. And that's Traylon Burks, Dallas Cowboy defense. I tried, uh. I tried to handcuff Van. Cooper Cup here. You with can't Van handcuff Jefferson, receivers, bro. But you know you what? Can't I'm, I'm comfortable doing it because Van Jefferson, when he's given the chance, the kid actually puts up pretty decent points. He's okay. So to me, like the sixth wide receiver on my team, like big fucking deal. Especially if Cooper Cup misses time. Like I'm comfortable adding him to my roster knowing that if Cooper Cup does miss time and then he looks like the guy, like I'd rather just have him on my team than have to waste all this fab on him. And then I rounded out with Young Ho, Brady, What's your bench looking like?
0: Yeah, man. So typically what I like to do is once I have my core built out, I like to go usually depth piece, depth piece, and then round it out with upside, which is kind of the similar approach I took this year. So after Marquise Brown, I took Brian Robinson Jr., who let's not forget is a starting running back out of Washington. Yes. I know Antonio Gibson is getting all the love this year. And maybe, You're welcome for this pick, by and, the way. And, and maybe rightfully so for his pass-catching abilities, but let's not forget that Brian Robinson is the guy, unless proven unless proven otherwise. Uh, and then I follow that up But an ATC favorite also, Devin A-Chain, Miami running back. Hopefully he gets some run out there in Miami. We all know that most likely those running backs are going to go down at some point. So hopefully A-Chain gets some love over there. Uh, and then here's probably uh the biggest surprise pick I did even surprised me out of the whole draft was I took Zeke, dude. But I got to give kudos to Frank. I think maybe he implanted something in my mind where, you know, maybe this guy is going to get a lot of love on the on the end zone in, knife and knife in the first top. five I mean, yards. He's gonna dude. Find himself and in he's going to find himself in situations where he's going to knife those touchdowns. He's and I could easily find himself. Find himself Getting eight to ten touchdowns. I'm
2: just saying he's going to f- be on the field in situations that he wouldn't find himself on other teams. Yep, so I couldn't so pass that up there. Fumble.
0: Yep, I couldn't pass that up. Uh, Again, followed up by another upside play. Hopefully, in ne- Nico Collins, I think he's a bit of a sleeper. He's on a Houston Texans team that is going to be playing from behind a lot. So the rookie quarterback, he needs to find himself. That is C.J. Stroud, a wide receiver to throw the ball. He can't just dump it down to. Damian Pierce, who I also love, but he needs to find himself wide receiver to throw the ball to. I think it's going to be Nico Collins. So hopefully he may provide some flex opportunity down the road at some point. Uh and then again, yeah, another upside play, hopefully. Maybe again, this is a long shot, but if I'm taking any chance in a Chicago wideout, it's gonna be Darnell Mooney over DJ Moore. He already has the rapport with Justin Fields. I don't trust the fact that DJ Moore is just gonna walk in there and be the man. We've seen that previously with the Allen Robinson experiment, which failed miserably. So if if you're going to draft any wideout in Chicago, if you haven't already, make it DJ. Spoiler alert. Darnell Darnell Mooney. You're not. Huh?
2: You're not drafting any receivers from there. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> you're hoping
2: Justin Fields I'm just rushes saying. for 200 yards every game.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's it, man. That runs out my core players, and then obviously I, I drafted – uh, um some a defense in a... all and right a, are you guys kicker. happy question for you I'm pretty yeah, stoked yeah. yeah
2: question for you guys if you were to rank our teams obviously each one of us is going to say a number 1
0: no not necessarily i'm very objective in my whose uh, team
2: on okay let's start with whose team looks the scariest from our redraft from all 12 from all 12 yeah oh i think it's me dude okay a fucking course, dude! <laughs> surprise, of course, dude. Fucking
1: Shocker, surprise. dude. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm looking at the board right now. I'm being just. I'm being
2: honest. I mean, I love your money ball approach, running backs.
1: Yeah, I would. I would
0: agree with D If I could feel comfortable about his running back situation, but
2: if T's running I'm backs not, hit, we're in trouble. I'm and and, not. The, and
1: and here's the thing, too, boys. Like. For fading the running backs, I am extremely. I I think I did exactly what the fuck
2: I wanted to do. Oh fuck yeah! Drafting
1: you did. next to Marcus and drafting next to Sam and drafting, ne- drafting next. to That's Ryan. why
2: you fucking traded back, not because still, you like it back there, because you wanted to trade next to those guys. I am mean, sorry, you not wanted to draft honestly, next to those guys.
1: It would have been fun drafting next to you guys, but we would have can- I mean, cannibalized. We would we were going to cannibalize each other, dude. Yeah, and Frank, I, I'm going to be I, honest. I like the back.
0: I'm a huge fan of your team, bro. I'm a huge fan of like your team. I'm too. a huge Thanks. fan of. I'm a huge fan of your core, dude. McCaffrey, Olave, Devontae I think Olave and Devontae Smith are arguably maybe top 10 wideouts this year. That's why I do. TJ did Hawkinson is arguably maybe a top three tight end. If this Khalil year. Herbert. Justin Fields. I know you hate him, but is arguably a top five QB this year. Bro, your team's nasty. Montgomery, solid floor. Dude, you, you draft a great team. And,
1: cool. and I think you did a great job, you know, but to make the argument for my team, he has two top 10 <laughs> wideouts. I think I've got. T- <laughs> But, Let's bring it back to D. <laughs> but, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, bro, like, I've got two top five wideouts, right? He's got a top three tight end. I have a top two tight end. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you have... Cooper McCaffrey is
2: hurt by week six. Christian, Christian minimum. McCaffrey, Red is, Christian McCaffrey special. is the difference. But, Let's go.
1: But, like, I love what I did with those running backs, dude. I mean, okay, so Javante Williams' bus, like, J.K. Dobbins' bus, big deal, dude. We love Jalen Warren. We, we, we already said that he that guy's a weekly flex play. On most teams, AJ Dillon. That's eh, similar. Jamal Williams is the guy there, for at the least what till week four, until think, Kamar comes back. I think Daniel. Has, I, I start. I start Jamal Williams off the rip. I think Kendre Miller's injured too.
2: I think Daniel has pass catching drunk goggles on. <laughs> I get it, dude. <laughs> his <laughs> pass catcher is absolutely nasty, disgusting. I love what Daniel did, like, and I love his Moneyball approach to running backs because it's very, like, indicative of the NFL right now like that's what NFL teams are doing that's what everybody around the NFL is doing and so like theoretically on paper D probably has the best team based on the way football is going but we all know what happens to Daniel every fucking season That's a lie. I think I have the best team, dude. Now, let me see. Fuck you. Tyreek Hill, DeVonte <laughs> Adams, Josh Allen, Travis Etienne. Damn, if this team was 2 years ago. There's you would no argu- the best bell- There's there's, there's no arguing in my first 3 picks, dude. Oh, no, no arguing, else. dude. Yes, when I you compl- stack that when you stack when your first 3 stack And what do we always say on ATC?
0: You can always lose your fucking draft in your first few picks, and I goddamn didn't, dude. Yes, for one time.
2: For one year, you didn't. (laughs) Thanks, brother. No, I mean, I think we did as well as we could at the end of the day. Yeah, overall,
0: ATC, I'd give us probably a solid B-plus on average. I think
1: all of our teams are good. I think the Mm. only
2: one that has serious question marks is our our boy Redbeard, which happens to be in studio with us today. (laughs) Redbeard. Goddamn, Redbeard. Always coming up the backside, dude. Don't like about
1: it. <laughs> yes. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with coming up the back, Literally, because he's been, I think, last two
2: years in a row. Dude, somebody's got to be last place. You, you're going to be sicker Bitch again next year, dude. We did a better job. And
1: then, I'm right. looking, I mean, Mar- I, th- I thought Marcus did pretty good. I like the James Conner pick. I mean, Hall, Cook, but his, his wideouts are nasty, too, dude, yeah, right are. next to me. Sam's, you know what? Sam's always just sneaky good, dude. Like he does. Love, he does. Love, that's, a Ra, that's a very Sam team. That's a very Sam team there. And he took Hopkins in the fourth. I mean, I guarantee watch Hopkins just do Hopkins Our things. Wide
2: receiver two numbers.
1: You know, so now so now you sandwich two high end wide receivers with two high end running backs and Chubb. He's got a, he's got a
2: high floor.
1: Yes, the yes. The, I mean Akers is a guy, Kittle's good, but you know, yeah. I he feel like he's gonna do I don't love the Tyler Algier pick in round seven. You know, or the San Francisco early. 49ers picking round eight. That To me, that is the difference of his team, dude. Like, if he f- if he plugged in two serviceable players right there, that might be the best team. Can but he, he took a guy that's probably not going to play, and then he took a fucking defense in round eight. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so to me, it's like, what are you doing there, dude? Sam
2: always loses his weeks during bye weeks because of that. Do You ever notice that? Yeah. He always struggles during bye weeks. Yeah another let's, team i
1: can't
0: say shit about sam because he beat me in the finals so that's right. you fucking can't a.
2: and
1: uh, on, you know what We're, i'm gonna i'm gonna shit on our new listener ryan who didn't know we had a podcast today um i don't love ryan's team dude i mean i don't love the derrick henry pick in the first he's a big Steelers fan so i understand the Najee pick so and i'm not a big henry guy but he's he's consistently produced he put know? up last so year. let's say he does continue to produce and now he's got henry and harris so like those are two good running backs but you have a pretty big question mark in your first wide receiver in Calvin Ridley. You know Well, what, that's though, okay. Dude? Well, what's your second wide receiver? Michael it's Thomas. It's Michael Thomas, uh, dude. Uh, Jesus uh, Christ. Uh. So well, then who's your third wide receiver? The rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba, And your fourth wide receiver shouldn't even be drafted in Sterling Shepard. What, you know what the though, bro? hell, bro?
0: You know what, though, bro? This is embarrassing to say as part of ATC. He also has a ship over me in this league.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is the part where Frankie and I just talk because <laughs> all he's oh, So is it is what it is, <laughs> and his tight end is Jake Ferguson. Who, I wow, I, that was a reach. I know what he's doing there because Dak does like his, like his tight ends, and he seems like he should be the tight end guy, but. He
0: could have waited. No he, one knew who Jake Ferguson he was he, in this he league. He could have
1: taken that last dude. And I'm, t- I'm he not he could have picked mention, him off the waiver wire. The Cowboys took a tight end in the second round. They don't want Jake Ferguson to be the guy. They want Luke Schuunmaker to be the guy.
0: Who's on my taxi right?
1: squad? And I'm gonna get just. I'm gonna the shit's gonna continue to roll down here. I'm on a good one right now.
2: How about Bubba's team? Uh, Bubba's team is trash. Bubba's team is bad. Trash, trash. Bubba's, team, is Bubba's bad.
1: team, dude. Honestly, I don't think Bubba or my dad did very good at the start of this draft. <laughs> they had the first and the second pick. I, I love oh, yeah. their first three picks. Their of first course. three picks, I'm like, okay, damn it. These guys are rolling. Bubba went. Jefferson, and then, okay, this was a reach, but I love the upside of it. Gibbs, and then he took Waddle. I'm like, all right, perfect. You know, and from there, Watson, I'm like, eh, like, I, I guess. You know, I don't love the Watson move. I feel like Romeo I, Dobbs is I feel there, like didn't. he wasn't chasing the players i feel like he was just filling the positions that he felt like he need to needed right, to right right so i mean kenneth walker pacheco like i neither of those guys have big upside for me walker is going to be in a 50 50 split pacheco if we learn anything from anything from clyde edwards hilaire you don't touch the chiefs running back because their floor is capped that's a passing team um is fine and then his uh, who's his Daniel Jones? I think in the ninth round, that is, that is a, a QB one. That's value. So that's good value. So, I mean, his team, like, but then I love the lottery top. ticket. I love then the top. The I don't ticket. love the middle. And then the bot, the, the bench looks okay. He did take the lottery ticket in, in Anthony Richardson. So if he hits, this will be a force to be reckoned with. And he has, ah. he has Justin Jefferson, who's going to put up massive numbers. So at the end of the day, like, I thought he could have done so much more from the one. Sure, it's not, it's not that he did terrible, but like he could have he he had potential to smash it. Drafting next to my dad, who I kind of think he fumbled the bag once he got to Amari. Russell Wilson, dude. Like, oh yeah,
2: okay. I I mean, I thought it was at Jerry Judy personally.
1: I mean, but Judy, that's kind of where he where's which way is the draft going? The Judy pick I don't hate on because like the upside's there, and that's his third wide receiver, right? He is injured, but and uh, granted, remember we th- we're an old school league. We're not drafting from our phones. We're drafting live, so we all have our pieces of papers and all that stuff. And but he took Russell Wilson. He then he followed up with Jeff Wilson. He t- followed up with Juju Smith Schuster. He took a defense in round eleven. It's like I think you fumbled the bag in the air, in the end. There pops. So I don't love it.
0: Yeah, but me yeah, there, dude.
1: I I think if there's, uh,
0: I I think overall, dude. Like we alluded to, the league stuck to what I think we the know sharks.
1: I think the sharks were sharks, and I think the the fish were fish, dude. To yeah. be completely honest, I think that's it. I think a, Graham a, did his thing.
2: It's weird, dude. I find myself like I was. I've been wanting to fade running backs, but in every draft I've done so far, like including this one, I found myself doing hero running back. Then, you know what I'm saying? The one hero running back, and then fading everything, fading the running well, back I position.
1: Well, I think having a Christian McCaffrey. Gives you the opportunity to fade it a little bit because if he does what he's supposed to do, he's yeah. going to be that much better than all the other running backs.
2: But he'll probably be hurt by week five because this is
1: my fucking. I luck. mean, dude, <laughs> I'm and, it, and oh yeah. On baby. top of drafting an injury prone team, like my teams are just naturally injury prone. But I Correct. will say, he did not get hurt for me last year.
2: Right, he was always so questionable. But if he can he survive
1: played. being with me, I think he could survive being with you. Oh, but God. do you guys get anything else? I think th- that's it man i got nothing else man
0: Uh, um again this was a fun day it's uh, it's one of those days i always circle on my calendar very honestly dude it's like
2: draft day buddy. all right
0: draft day fourth of july that's pretty much it dude
2: i'm like and christmas eve
0: i'm gonna have a great yeah christmas eve at patty locos yeah. great yeah. fucking time i
1: wonder if i'll see you guys in
2: the playoffs this year uh, You definitely won't see me, so don't worry about it. You know playoffs. People are made in playoffs during waiver wire season, bro. Yeah, know, you know just as well. It yeah. It's those yeah. pickups. What hey, was that,
1: Red beer? I don't see Daniel I, in the I
2: will say, though, I don't think I any like three it. of us lost our draft in the first three rounds. Bro,
0: I so. never lose my draft, and somehow I never make the playoffs. So, yeah.
2: I'll tell you maybe Brian did, taking Herbert in the third. This is yeah. fantasy football, though, dude. Maybe. I don't love Debo either. I don't either, dude.
1: Or I think DJ Brian's Moore. team
2: is very question
1: I so it's gonna be to me, it looks like a middle of the pack team.
2: Yeah, we yeah. haven't even, we didn't He's even gonna touch be f- on Brian's team. Yeah, we don't because fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Amen. Yeah. All right.
2: All right. That's I got, it. got nothing, I got nothing else.
0: Another great draft day. All right. The next the time Bucks.
2: the next time our listeners uh hear us, we're gonna be reviewing week one of the NFL yes, fucking season. Yes.
1: So you're gonna have football on Thursday, but uh, by the time we record next time, it's gonna Maybe. be after week one. So yeah. Let's do it.
2: Let's do it. Later, boys.
1: Bye.